Spin on me and tell me how much you respect me. Mind Gap Podcast. Gap. I'm done. I'm Justin, and who I still almost, lives in the city. I almost choked on my spit when I breathed in. Really I was heavy there. I was like, wondering. <laughs> there it goes. I was wondering because I was like, that is not Doug's normal uh, vocal timbre. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, that's that could be bad. <laughs> Remember in a couple of podcasts, I was coughing a lot and it tasted like blood. Yes. Yeah, that wasn't one of those times. You're still alive, though. I'm doing good. Which is good. Yeah. So it wasn't blood. Yeah, it's not blood. Or maybe it was, and you've just cured yourself. I guess. Are you Wolverine? Hmm. <laughs> Guys, this has been mind begging. That, uh, that's a that's a logical answer to that <laughs> to that question. Are you Wolverine? Mm. <laughs> Indubitably, <laughs> I'm pondering the quandary. The, I'm, I'm pondering the quandary. <laughs> Oh man! So, uh, guys, uh, this uh, this Mind Gap podcast is brought to you by Elephant and Castle, woo, woo. located at one eighty five North Wabash Avenue in Chicago, Illinois six zero six zero five. It's close. I figured like something like that. I think it's like six zero six one 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 eighty five North. <laughs> Wow, this is how we ruined these. Uh, <laughs> this is how we we were doing so well. Then we just derail. Six oh six oh one. Okay. So there's that. That makes no sense. Uh, come on down to Elephant and Castle, because uh, as you may or may not know, uh, Ralph Fiennes uh, loves this place. Isn't it Ray, Ray Fiennes? Uh, there's Ralph and a Ray. So you can Google that right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. I'm yep. gonna. I'm just gonna accept that one and move on. Oh shit. Uh. So uh. There's always you got some daily specials here at Elephant and Castle. First of all, you got Happy Hour, which is Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And Justin, I'm gonna tell you what Happy Hour entails. Because I feel like it's just they. You come in and they just make you like, hey, smile. Hey, come here for hugs. Right. You know, that's what I would hugs. That's what I would assume happy hour would be. You'd think so. But on top of that, which may or may not happen, uh, you've got snack and share, which is essentially uh, half price on uh, all items that are $11 or less. Okay, that makes me happy. Which is pretty fucking cool. Uh, you've got select routes, you know, or drafts. drafts either either way, yeah. It. Uh, so you got Fuller's, London Pride, Bud Light, Coors Light, Sam Adams, Rotator. And Shock Top, all $4. That makes me happy, too. And you got six ounce house wines from Camelot Red and White for only four bucks every day. I'll tell you what. Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. That is a happy couple hours. God damn right. Uh, you also have one and done Mondays where Kep Taps at uh, Keg Taps. Kep Taps. I've had trouble with my words lately. Keg Taps at 5 p.m. every Monday, and they pour it until it's gone. $3 pints, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. $3 pints. Guys, this is a British-ass place. Uh, you've got tin up Tuesdays, so on all tins, twenty five percent off. Justin, what is a tin? Besides what a Billy Goat eats? Yes. Yeah. Actually, a- that's uh, that's false. They don't eat tins. That's not what cartoons have taught me. Yeah. Well, cartoons have also been very racist. What else you want to talk about? True. So you're saying Billy Goats are racist? Maybe. All right. Fair enough. Tins are cans of beer. <laughs> very good. So twenty five percent off on tin up Tuesday. Wine down Wednesday. So wine by the glass is a dollar off, and wine by the bottle half price. We've also got Goosed Out Thursdays where they have Goose Island drafts or droughts uh, or a bottle for 25% off. There's never a drought when you have a Goose Island draft. Do, do, do. Saturdays and Sundays for all those brunch motherfuckers. Uh, you've got $5 mimosas and Bloody Marys. Oh, yeah. Come eat your pesto. 
<laughs> Come eat your pesto on your asparagus. On your eggs and your quiche. <laughs> and, and drink get your mimosa and bloody Mary. My bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. I went from like Ponce, whatever, like asshole to villain in uh, <laughs> that same sentence. And they do have good Bloody Marys here because they don't put a meal on top of the fucking glass. Mm, see, some people prefer the meal. Yeah. If you prefer it, don't come here for that. Get a mm. meal. They've got good meals here. Nice. Eat that. Eat their stuff. Yeah. Don't order a Bloody Mary expecting a fucking meal on top of it. You know, Eleven City Diner does that. Though they put like all that shit on it, and some just, people like it. I it it for some reason it bugs me. Yeah, I get it. It's, it seems like more of a right. It's like they're compensating for something. Two olives and a uh, pepperoncino uh, pepper. Yeah, that's all you need. That's all you need. That's that's what you get here. I like it. Hashtag Elfin Castle on all social media. On the socials. On the socials. And uh, come check it out. Again, 185 North Wabash Avenue. 60601. 60601, Chicago, Illinois. Yes. 60601. <laughs> 60601. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Again, thanks for Elfin and Castle for letting us uh, record here. So, Doug. Always a pleasure. Yes, sir. How's suburban life? Uh, I'm almost there. No, you're out there now. Well, when they're listening to this, listening to this, I'm out you've been there, out there so for a week. To future people and future Doug, it's great. <laughs> I think. Uh, As we're recording this, yes. you are coming up on a, on a pretty big move. Days away from moving out to the suburbs, uh, which, you know, it's funny. I was talking uh, to Jill about this last night, and I was like, you know, as I'm looking at my apartment in the city right now, I'm just looking around, going, you know, I'm fine here. But I'm not really happy here just because as I'm looking around at all the shit everywhere and it's not because we're moving. It's just there's just no place to put anything. Right. And we've been getting by with that. One could one could uh, also say that maybe that's a sign that you need to downsize too. 100 percent. But when you have a child, that also just exacerbates. If it was Very just Jill true. and I, and I'm looking around going like, why do we have so much shit? Like because a lot of this is it's Natalie stuff. Sure. And that's fine. Sure. You know, yeah, yeah. All the things that you need, like just from, you know, uh. Uh, high chair right. to toys strollers, to strollers to, uh, yeah. and just it's just it adds so much into everything um, and then when we're but the good thing about being in the city is obviously things like transportation sure. easy access to good food like I don't need two cars uh, to get around <laughs> um, you know things like that are very simple you can come to Elephant and Castle whenever you want exactly um, you know if there are any events whatever I can go to them but the thing is like I'm a homebody I don't go out that much yeah I spend a lot of my time indoors in my place so when I'm out at the house and I'm just like hanging out there even though there's like nothing at the house right now I'm just like this this feels right yeah this is home nice but downside is uh we had to buy another fucking car <laughs> I was like yay more expenses we were uh, we were texting the other day and I could just tell you can tell when like Doug and I have been friends long enough uh to where I can tell we can tell when some Someone is not having a good day based yeah. off of how their texts are coming through. Yeah. And so <laughs> we were texting, and I was just like, how you doing today, bud? And he's just like, ah, I'm stressed. We bought another car. And I was yeah. like, I knew something was up. Yeah, just bought a car. Uh, shout out to CarMax for making the car experience great. CarMax is a solid fucking company, fucking man. love them, man. They are a solid company. I love it. I just went over and, like, just we got a, you know, we found a good deal on a on a, on a a car. And What you did know, you get, by the way? We got a Ford Escape. Oh, you went the Escape route. Yes. So, it was like Freud something. would say that says something about where you're at in life, Doug. Hey, Jill, <laughs> Jill's the one that gave me the, the selections. So, I looked at that. I was like, wait, this has the same price as something that's like four years older and has less mileage? Uh, done. So, we got that. And it was a great experience everything like that. And, you know, a part of me actually kind of enjoyed it. 
Like really? When I was driving around, I'm like, because it's not technically my car, but it feels like it's my car. Like, I Whose car why. is it? It's both of ours. Oh, okay. Because we're going to be swapping. Gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. Until we get like another car seat in there, which we're not in any hurry to do. Um, but I was like, this is kind of like mine. For some reason, that's what I thought of. Yeah. And, like, I was following Jill. I can customize this. I was like, <laughs> I like this. This is like having an office. Like yeah, you can right? put you. I can put... If I want to put an air freshener in here, I can do that. If I want my a certain kind of gum in the glove box, I could put that in there. There we go. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so I have to have two cars. Um, you know, the commute's probably going to be kind of rough. Yeah. But, man, I tell you, just the stuff that we have, like a backyard where Natalie can just go outside and play. Yeah. Which she loves doing when we're out there. Um, we've got lots of space, a lot of things that we can grow into. Um, there's a lot of opportunities out there too. Like uh, the the park district has a lot of great things on, like open gyms and things like that. Uh, just a lot of fun stuff. There's water parks out there. Um, there's a lot of fun stuff. So I think we're gonna. It's gonna be great for everything just to grow. And um, I also want to try and do uh, <laughs> a board game area. Like get a really nice table and be like, this is the board game dungeon. You know what you should do? What's that? You should get a table and potentially. I could come out and we could try building one together. Okay, it could I'm, I'm going to stop you there. It could be fun. <laughs> Think about it. It could be fun. Uh, if you like building the majority of it, you're welcome to come out. I, I'm happy to do the manual labor if, if you'll conceptualize <laughs> it with me. Oh, we'll put it on the table, all right? But as soon as you no did, pun intended. Just see, just see. Ah, because we talked about this last time where it was like came to manual labor. I'm like, I'm out. Right, like, right. As soon as you said that, I'm like, that doesn't sound like fun at all. But this is different because it's mm. you're not doing it. First and foremost, you're not on a timetable. True. Right? You're not. Ah. Ah, we're just going to keep coming at you, <laughs> you fuckheads. <laughs> you're not on a timetable. Uh, you know, no one is de- depending on this. And it's, 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 a, it's something you're doing. It's a passion project that you would be doing. Scratch that. It's a project you would be doing. <laughs> So thank you for correcting me. <laughs> I, I was could, like, mm, I could see your a passion wheels. project for me is like building my own computer. That's 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 a passion project. But how cool would it be to build one where you pull out the table and all your board games are nestled inside the the table? So like it it is a dude. Not all my board games can fit in that table. Well, let's come out. Let's take stock of your board games <laughs> and we'll draw up some plans because yeah. this could be fun. And then we could document it and post it up on Minecraft. <laughs> oh boy, there we go. Because I want what I kind of want to do is do like a monthly thing <laughs> what where that would be is. Two photos, <laughs> one of us. It's one of us <laughs> in Home Depot in the lumber section with our hands on our hips, looking at the lumber, uh, and the next one is us back at your place, sitting on the couch watching TV. Exactly, <laughs> that's what it is. We've given up. It's yeah. called work in progress. <laughs> um, but I want to do like a monthly board game, like whatever. Just yeah, fine. And that means I get to if I do that, then I'm going to try and get like a lot more games. <laughs> Because in the basement, there's this great storage for board games. Like, just it's closets where I'm like, all these are going to be full of board games. You know what we should do? We should build a, a hutch, mm-hmm. a wall-sized hutch, yeah. a built-in. We could build that, Doug. Build a built-in? <laughs> I'm just going to build all sorts of stuff in your house for you. Okay. It's like, all of a sudden, I come home, and you're like, hey, Doug, I built this. What are you doing in my house? <laughs> How did you get in here? You're like, what? I just thought I'd come over here. I've got I'm my like, tool belt on with no tools in it. Yeah. And like, there's I'm like, so you got your tool sh- belt on with no pants. <laughs> I like that better. You're like, there's tools in it. There's also some, like, there's a sandwich where the hammer should be. And then there's, there's shelves that are just, like, slanted. I'm like, what is... It's funny because... Nails we, sticking out every possible way. When we went way. to the house the other day, uh, I did not plan on painting. Okay. But I was like, oh, there's a few things we need to touch up. But I was wearing, like, a nice nerd shirt and some nice jeans. So I just completely dis... 
disrobed. Did you just went naked? I was, I was, I was, I was just sitting around in my in my socks and my underwear, <laughs> just like I love do, it. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 like whatever. I'd like to imagine you were singing to yourself as well. I just want to like have yeah. like some very fancy French music playing in the background as I'm, you know, as I'm, you know. I was like, hey neighbors, <laughs> check this out, you know. No window treatments up. No, we yeah. don't. Not not in the main areas, no. So, but suck it. You're welcome. Uh, one Everyone the, else is like, ah, there goes the property value. One of the things I am kind of concerned about because this is one of the YouTube uh, rabbit holes I went down the other day was. Uh, uh, parents flipping out at little little league games. Oh, Doug, you get to have so much fun with that. And but I that's was not like, even in the suburbs. That's everywhere. Like yeah. my niece, like the people, the, the parents that go to her games. Yeah, they're miserable. Well, that's and that's why I, I mean so, they're wonderful people, but man, for two hours they are miserable people. Like I just remember like just watching. I was just watching video after video after video of like parents like losing their shit, and yeah. I'm like, wow. Like and and these are for. I mean, it shouldn't be done ever, but I could kind of understand, like, a collegiate game, a high school game. Sure. These kids aren't even, like, they're not even in junior high. Right. These parents, right. I was watching right. this one They're where, barely off the tee. I was watching this one where there's uh, this guy was holding up, like, a league basketball game because of his behavior, and, like, they basically stopped the game, and they said, we will not continue until you leave. Wow. And they basically all, at one point, he was he refused to leave, so they put a timer on the actual scoreboard, and it started counting down, and they're like, if you don't leave in the next minute, your team is going to forfeit. Wow. And he left when there was 29 seconds left, so he was, like, so, slowly uh, getting out of there. So the nice thing is that everyone, basically what they did is they turned everyone against him in the, in the, in the audience, right? Exactly. Like, they were like... I'm sure people were sitting there. Saying, Get the fuck out! Like, yeah. what are you doing? Well, yeah. that's the thing that happens. It, it, there was, an, you know, another one where it's just the way that these things devolve. There was another one where a guy. This could have been where Jill's nephew was playing. I mean, it looked, and this guy was just sitting there, just like picking at the soccer ref, just yeah. picking, 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 until finally she stopped. She's like water breaking. She turned to the guy, and you could tell she was furious. Like her voice was shaking. Like she was so mad. And she's like, "Look, I'm trying to call the game." Like, you know, he was just, like, getting at her to the point where she's like, all right, you got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get up and leave. And he was just such a dick about it. And I was like, dude, he's like, you should just call a good game. If you call a good game, blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, you, you realize what you're doing right now, right? Like, you uh, realize this this day yeah. means nothing in the grand scheme. Right, and you're going to sit there. And, and I heard that when I went and saw another game, like, watching Jill's nephew. I'm just like, guys fucking relax well that's and that's i used to work at the container store we worked with a guy uh his name was bob and we we he used to prior to working there <clears throat> he was a uh he was a, a ref for mm -hmm. a living like and he would do high school i don't know if he ever went up to college but he definitely did high school and maybe like little league and stuff but he would do i think he did baseball um and possibly basketball, mm -hmm. maybe something else. But I think those were the two. I, he was a huge baseball fan, and I think he did basketball. Um, but he would tell horror stories, horror stories of just asshole parents who, like, just made – like, you realize you are making yourself look like a complete asshole right now. Mm -hmm. I th – this is no skin off my back. Yeah. Like, I, as soon as I walk out of here, I'm done with all of you. So. Yeah. Bring it on. You're the one that's embarrassing not only yourself, but your whole family and your child who's got to probably go to school with all these people. Right. Like, well done. Yeah. And now with the advent of, of uh, uh, cell phones and the as that because that was a couple of years back sure. when he was doing that. It's just like you're you're setting yourself up for a world of hurt. 
and I don't have to do anything. I just stand here and and, and take it basically. Yeah. But he had some of the best comebacks and one liners like that he would <laughs> that he had just <laughs> kind of amassed over the over his tenure there. Yeah. Um, at one point, actually, hold on, let me see if I can find it because I had a whole thing of Bobisms. Oh my god! That I that I uh, I I would write that because I would work in the stock. I got him. Yeah. Oh nice. I would work <laughs> in the stock room with him, and every time he would tell a story or someone would come back and he would say one. Like, they'd walk out and he'd say this. I'd write it down in a little notebook, and mm-hmm. I finally put them on here. Nice. So some of them, like, <laughs> you just got to imagine this guy uh, <laughs> just in a basketball game, parrot yelling at yeah. him, and then he calmly replies with something like, hey, you know, don't let common sense get in the way of a good argument. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> like, he would yell back at someone, and they're like, you're just not being nice. He's like, I'll start being nicer when you start being smarter. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, he had wow. these fucking amazing firebacks. Wow. And it just, like, he was one of my favorite people. I That's, absolutely love that man. It, it, but it, it takes a specific person to be able to do that because, dude, I can't. We were at a basketball game not too long ago, two, three weeks ago. Beth and I were at one of my nieces. Uh, it was like, um, God, what was it? It wasn't a championship game. It was... Um, a couple girls from each school had gotten picked to be on like a special team or whatever, uh-huh. right? And so they were doing this like uh, ex- exhibition game or something. Sure. And uh, the ref, arguably, the refs were complete idiots in what the calls they were making. But like some of the parents just yelling stuff at these refs, I was like, guys, come on! First off, you're at a Catholic school. Ah. All this is a Catholic intramural game or whatever, like. Is this the way Jesus would say? <laughs> you gotta take that into consideration. Yeah, right. And then I'm just, I just, I almost felt as dumb as these refs were. I'm not a basketball guy. I could even say they were missing calls. Sure. But don't, don't yell at them. You know, you have any idea how shitty their day is? Probably. Well, not only that, what's you yelling at them going to change? Nothing. Right. Right. The refs are like, I'm like, you know what? This guy over here in the stands, he's right. I'm sorry. I'm going to reverse that call. That right. was my bad. Right. Bad call. We're going to give them two points. That's on me. I think that's, that's the, on me. That's the best argument or point you could make like what do you think you're gonna accomplish with this well i saw another video and this was in memphis tennessee and it was a soccer game and someone was just recording from the stands and this guy was threatening the ref and he goes oh don't worry we'll take care of this after the game i'll be seeing you later i'll be just yelling this (laughs) just and whatever at one point you saw the guy and he basically just you know the, the ref casually stopped the game, and then like an athletic director or a coach came over from the team that this guy was like, yeah, yeah. drinking from. He goes, all right, all of our fans have to leave. Wow. Otherwise, we're forfeiting the game. You all have to leave So right one now. guy ruined this for everybody. Everyone had to leave. He goes, you guys need to leave right now. Otherwise, our team's going to lose. If you care about our team, you guys have to exit the facility right Fuck, now. Man. Because this guy was threatening. Right. I'm going to meet you in the parking lot. And then what? What are you going to resolve? You're going to fight him and be like, "You right. called a bad game." Right. Bam! Like, okay, so let's say let's let's play this out. Yeah. Hypothetically, you guys meet in the parking lot, and you are the victor. You knock the guy down. You you beat his ass a little bit. Maybe you knock a tooth out. You blacken his eye. He's all bloody and battered. Now what? Your team you, still lost. You feel better? Yeah. Do, does, do, do you expect him to go? If you're you've got him on the ground, you're like yield. And he's like, <laughs> 
and he's like, fine, I yield, your team won. <laughs> like, is that what you're expecting That's to have happen? If you can catch the referee after the game and beat his ass and he yields, your team will win. <laughs> your team will win. You get one thing to overturn in the it game. Does. It's like catching the golden snitch. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. Like, you caught a leprechaun, you get a wish, you know? Like, he tells you where the gold is. Right. Now, let's paint the other side of the scenario. You guys square off in the parking lot, and you get your ass fucking handed to you. Yeah. What is that? Now you're embarrassed. Exactly. And your team's still lost. And let's go back to if you won, and even that guy yields, you're going to jail. Right. Exactly. Congratulations. Right. Like, I understand people get, uh. you know, they, I've been a part of some stuff where there were some bad calls as, as, as an athlete and stuff like that growing up. But you know what? I never, ever was like angry at the refs or anything like that. I never, like, I just, I just did what I did. Right. Because again, <clears throat> some of that stuff is subjective, especially like with wrestling. Like, one of the things that I feel like is kind of a bad thing about that is, is stalling mm-hmm. in a game or, mm-hmm. or, or in a match where essentially someone is is, effect, is is intentionally running away from any sort of engagement. Yeah. Because someone could just do that all day. Just, you know, oh, run away yeah, and stuff absolutely, like that. Yeah. And, get, and, and the person that's trying to be aggressive is like, I, okay, I can't do anything. <laughs> right. Um, so they, they, they will ding you for that, but it's subjective. It's like people are like, oh, he's not doing anything. You should call stalling. Right, right. If first stalling's a warning, and the next one, the other team gets a point, and then they get like, they just keep getting points. Yeah. Every time that you stall. So, um, you so know, like, is it evasive maneuvers or is he truly stalling you? Because like, some people, yeah. some of it's strategic. Like some guys will be aggressive, but they'll 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 basically be on the edge of the circle. Okay. So that if someone shoots and they 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 start losing their advantage, or if they might the person might score, they can scoot out of bounds real quick. And that stops. That, if, that's, if, that if, stops it, and you reset, right? Yeah. If, if both if both uh, competitors uh, are both of them are halfway out of the ring, it's like considered out of bounds. Okay. You go back to the center of the ring. Okay. So and do you start from standing, or do you start from like one is behind and one's on depends. all fours? So if if no if no one has scored or no one has control of the other person, you go what's called a neutral stance. Okay. And you square off on each other, both standing up. Okay. If one person was in control of the person and it goes out of bounds, then the person who is being Dominate is not the right word, but controlled right. is down, and then the person who had control then goes on top. Got of it. it. Okay, stuff like that. So there is some strategy involved. I think it's kind of cheap. Yeah, uh, to ride the edge of the circle sometimes, sure, yeah. especially like if you're in the lead and it's close, and you want to make sure that that happens. It is a viable strategy, but I think it's kind of a dick move. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in situations like that, you know, there, there, there's, you know, I, I've, and something I always loved about my dad was uh, he, most of the time he avoided, uh, he. He, if he came to games and stuff like that, he sat far away from anybody else. Right. When it was football, he was not in the stands. He was like on some patch of grass way away from everyone else with his lawn chair watching the game because he couldn't stand the parents. Couldn't stand it. Oh, go. so he wasn't worried about falling into the trap. He no. just didn't want to fucking hear from all the dumb dicks that were in the, the audience. Because part of it is he's like, they don't know what they're talking about. Oh, right. He goes, all they don't sudden, understand the game. And he's like, I don't, I can't handle that. So, because <laughs> all of a sudden, every parent in that stand is Phil Jackson yep. and any professional ref that's ever existed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So my dad would get away from them yeah. and everything like that so it, he could enjoy the game in peace. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, unfortunately for, like, basketball games and wrestling, he didn't really have a choice so much. But I remember <laughs> my senior year at a wrestling match, uh, I was we were, we, were, we were going against a team, and we were beating them solidly, and uh, – uh, it was the heavyweight match, and the freshman who was on our team uh, basically did this move where he kind of suplexed the other person, and the kid landed hard on his face. Okay, yeah. And people in the crowd from that team were like, 
really like, oh, that's go, oh, that's unnecessary, blah, blah, blah. And there was this one woman that was just railing and railing and railing. And then my, all of a sudden, like, my dad couldn't take it anymore. And he turned to her and he goes, it's part of the game. That's how they do it. It's legal. And she just was going at him. And I looked back to the stands and my mom was mortified. I love it. She was basically turning <laughs> at a 90 degree angle away from my dad. <laughs> and my dad and this woman are just going back and yeah, forth. Yeah. He's just doing this. I was like, yeah, dad, get her. Get her, dad. You know, just like, he's like, you don't understand how this is. And that's why he's like, I can't do this. Right, right, right. Because that person doesn't understand. Because eventually they're going to suck in. Because that's the thing is like, and I think that's the core of what this stuff is, is some of it is people really don't want their child to get hurt. And that's understandable. Sure. At the end of the day, you do not want to see your child get hurt. But that's also hard to watch your child do something like football, wrestling, or really name a sport. Right. Any sport. Right. That I consider a sport. Um, but no, any, any sort of thing of like bitch. that. Anything like that. I mean, you want your child to be safe. Yeah. Like I watched the, uh, this other video where this kid, um, it was a baseball game, and uh, this kid was, it's funny because I saw the third base, third base coach. Cool. <laughs> Tell me more about the third base coach. Third base coach uh, was basically telling, you know, they got a hit, and he told them to stop. But the kid kept running anyway. Yeah. So someone threw it at home, and the catcher like had plenty of time. So he wa- he ran up the the baseline. Yeah. And he 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 tagged the kid, but the kid like kind of did a half ass slide or whatever. He ended up tagging him on the helmet. He so t- the so the the catcher had the ball in his mm-hmm. mitt. Yeah. And as he was trying to tag him, the get the kid slid. So it ended up basically it looked like he whacked him against the helmet. The, the kid with the- and the kid fell backwards, so it looked like the kid just like went wow, oh, just, just like, like stiff armed him. Or and something. It, there was like a clink from mm-hmm. like you know everything like that, and like people in the crowd were like ah ah, and the catcher was like. What did I do? Like right. he heard him on the he goes. What did I do? So I he really didn't him. knock the kid backwards. The kid went in for a slide. It happened it to be at the even, right it moment. It wasn't even at, a slide. Right. It was like this kid realized that he was fucked and he didn't know what he, he was just trying to. Do- he like didn't know what to do. Yeah. He was like, oh, and he just like he just got tagged on his, yeah, on his yeah, head, yeah. on his helmet, and everyone was losing their mind. But I loved it too because like you heard parents off to the side, and the coach went over and was like, if you have a problem, you come talk to the coach. And then we will deal with it. You do not yell at the kids. You do not yell at the umpires. Yeah, like, yeah. Like he was like very specific, and like the kid, of course, that got tagged was pouting because. Oh sure, yeah. It's a shitty thing yeah. that happens. You realize it's like you know getting caught in a space you're not supposed to be in. Right. You know, and being like, it's "What like are getting, you doing here?" Uh, I don't know. Right. It's like it's like getting caught with mom's ice cream or, exactly. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. In the morning, you know, exactly. you shouldn't be eating it, but you want to eat some cookie dough ice cream. <laughs> um, and your dad walks in and is like, "What are you doing?" Oh, mom left it out. Masturbating. Okay. <laughs> It's a better. It's a better like, answer. What? With the ice cream, what? we've got a deep. We got a deeper problem here. Oh damn it! <laughs> Should have just said you're eating it. <laughs> Way better, son. <laughs> I put my wiener through the bottom. No, son, that's popcorn. <laughs> this is how I get frostbite. That's that's popcorn and also super gross. Super, don't, don't do, do that. that. Don't do that. Also very impractical. Right. Because <laughs> how are you supposed to keep it hard when it's hot and greasy? And you just wasted a perfectly good bag of popcorn. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. So I, I get that. Like, you know, people are afraid that someone is hurting their child. You don't want to see that. You don't want sure. to see someone, especially if it's intentional. You know, right, someone's right, intentionally right. doing that. And then, you know, because there was another one I watched where there was, it was these kids and this kid got put in a very uncomfortable move, which it was a, um, it was a, I think it was, was it a double chicken wing? I can't remember what it was. I've been putting it before. It is not fun. Sure, sure. Essentially... Yeah, yeah. You are on the bottom. Someone gets your arms, both of your arms, sort of like back. Okay. 
and then they rotate around your body, and you have no choice but to follow. And okay. if you resist, it fucking hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, what happens is that you get pinned. Okay. And this kid was really uncomfortable. And he was probably in some pain, and he was, like, telling the ref to stop, and then he got pinned, and the guy's freaking father ran on the mat and pushed the other kid off of his son and was, like, in the ref's face. He's like, he told you to stop! He told you to stop, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa!" First of all, you just attacked another child. Right. This like, is you not good. Yeah. Cannot do that. <clears throat> right. And second of all, like, look, I know this sucks, and I know, and you know what? I'm probably I'm trying to put myself in that position. I was just saying, now as a dad, I'm do you understand that a little bit? more? I understand the sport, so like, I get that. That's and that's true. Just, yeah. Dude, I was putting some shitty fucking moves. Yeah. When I was in wrestling, I learned a lot about myself in wrestling because, goddamn, I got my ass handed to me a lot of times. Sure. Yeah. But I also handed other people their asses quite a bit too. Right. Like. I blew out a kid's knee once. Fuck. I'm not proud of it. And I, as it was happening, I didn't know. But the kid left the tournament. Basically, he was done the rest of the season. I was trying to get him in a cradle move. And I was, like, leaning him back. And his knee got caught. Mm. And oh, my I God. Just, that just makes boom. my skin crawl. Yeah. And I, when it happened, I felt horrible. Woo. I felt yeah. absolutely horrible. I was like, oh, my God. This kid just – his knee just exploded, basically. Oh. And I and, – <laughs> I was like, "This is terrible," and Oof. I won. Yeah. But, um, no, and then there was another. <laughs> um, Most importantly, and then when I was in eighth grade, uh, I had this one move that I would do. It was kind of like we called it a guillotine, but I don't think it's a guillotine in the sense of what an MMA move is. Sure. But essentially, what I would do is, and this was so basic because I was just stronger. I didn't realize I was stronger at the time, but everyone's like, "Dude, you got away with this because you were stronger than everyone." But that's not a humble brag because I tried to do it in, in high school and it didn't work. <laughs> but I essentially would put someone's arm our head kind of uh, under my armpit and I would put my uh, forearm under their neck Yeah, and I'd get an underhook on the other side Okay, and I'd snap them down to the mat so they'd be on their knees and I'd be on my knees and then I'd clinch under the throat and then I'd drive my hand over their with the underhook Okay, so they would go to their back. Okay. And the point is like I would kind of cut off their air supply a little bit as I did that because yeah. I'd do it hard and quick because then they would be like Argh! and then they would, they would kind of clinch and then I would drive them over their back and then I would have their you know, I would I would kind of pull up and I would cinch the neck and then just slowly put their their shoulders to the mat and pin them. And I was doing it to this kid, and as I was trying to pin him, he freaked out and was flailing. So the ref stopped the match because ah, okay. they can't stop the match yeah, if yeah. they do that. And I was like, "Yeah, that sucks," because I was about to pin him. The kid was fucking furious. Yeah, he was so mad that he ended up punching me. What? <laughs> Are you serious? He got disqualified, and I won the tournament because that was the championship <laughs> match. He got so mad that he Did was he punch like, in the face or he, the what, what he was doing was um, he was he wanted to get back at me. So what he was doing is he was trying to do what you can do. What's called a cross face. Okay. You take the bridge of your hand uh, and you drive it really hard across someone's nose. Yeah. Because it's kind of a way of you know getting them to go where you want. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can do different. Oops. As I try to wrestle with the microphone here, I'm getting Doug's, excited. Doug's showing me yes. on the microphone what this looks like. So you take the microphone and you do a cross. So what he was doing is, but the thing is, you keep an open hand. He closed his fist and uh, went, bam, right across my face. And I think the ref was like, he just was like, boop, we're done here. Right. You're out. Disqualification. Because if he had let that go and you had gotten pissed off, like I'm sure the ref was thinking, like, this could escalate very quickly, very badly. Yeah, this this kid was, he was lost his emotional intelligence and was unable to. <laughs> and I just remember, like, I because as soon as I got up, my coach was like, "Don't do anything." <laughs> I go, "What am I gonna do?" I won. Right. I, I was practical. Doug right there was like, "I don't give a shit." 
He's mad. I won. You just give the coach a thumbs up like, yeah, for sure. He's like, don't do anything. Don't do anything. I'm like, I won the match. Cool. Like, yeah. yeah. So I was like, that's fine with me. <laughs> I, I'm not planning on doing anything except going out to eat after this. Yeah. Where are we going to eat? So if I was my dad in the stands and I watched that kid do that, I would probably be a little pissed. Sure. Watching this kid yeah. punch my child in the face because they were mad that my child was beating them. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's kind of. That's the malicious intent that can probably drive people crazy. Absolutely. But, but there's also things that happen where it's like, it's part of the sport. Right. You know, and <clears throat> things are going to happen where, especially something like wrestling. Jesus, there's nothing, there's very few things that are more physical than wrestling. You are literally trying to out-physical the other person. Yeah. And you put them in very painful and uncomfortable positions. Yeah. So that you can dominate them. Every time I try to out-physical someone. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it always goes well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's in things like football and things like that, you're tackling someone else. Right. You know, in basketball, to a certain degree, it is physical as you're trying to block them. You're trying to stop them from moving. Right. You know, <clears throat> things like that are going to be inherently physical, and you don't want any harm to come to your child. But at the same time, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm thinking back to that video of the kid getting put in the, in the chicken wing and getting, you know, worked all the way around, and his father, like, pushing the kid off. Like, I'm sure his son... His son does not look comfortable, and he is saying something. But at the same time, it's like it's a move. It's, it's a all, legal yeah. move in in the whole thing. And Your son has also decided to go into the sport, and you've also agreed to let him go into the sport. Exactly, it's part of the fucking sport. He's man. like, he told you to stop. He told you to stop, and you didn't stop. I want to yeah. talk to somebody right now. He told you to stop, and I'm like. Let me talk to your manager. That's basically right. what he was asking for. Yeah. I want to talk to the head ref. It's, it's like, like, I don't know who that's not that a would be. Thing? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's tough, man. It's got to be tough. I, my mom and dad never said much about it, but I'm sure it was hard to watch that. <laughs> my first two years of high school, yeah. I got my ass beat. Right. Hard. Yeah. Real hard. <clears throat> and, you know, it's, it's not easy in that sort of regard. So I understand at utmost the safety of it. But if you understand the sport and you understand what's going on, there's obviously going to be some differing opinions on what should and shouldn't happen in that situation because, again, an athlete can tell the ref to stop, but it's also like, mm, if, you you're guy, be that, if you're about yeah. to be pinned and someone goes, ouch. How's that going to look? Yeah. You know, well, it's just like that's not fair to the kid who's, right. who's doing that because right. you know that's that sort of situation. Right. Again, these are kids. They may not have a full grasp of, um, you know, when what what is their threshold? Right, you know what I mean. Right, right. You compare that with a high school athlete or a collegiate athlete or whatever. Like a lot of those guys, like a, you know, when we had Luke Pena on here, Luke Pena refused to be pinned. Right, didn't matter. Right, he probably would have been uncomfortable. He's like, I will not be pinned. Like he refused. Like yeah. that was his mentality. Yeah. and these are kids. Break my arm. These yeah. are kids are like twelve and under. They yeah, probably have not understood what that means. Well, yet. it's the same thing too. Of like you're playing with your, uh, you know, your your nephew or niece mm -hmm. or whatever, and like you're playing tag or you're wrestling or you're tickling or whatever. And they're just like, wait, stop. Yeah. Stop. Time out. Time out. And you're like, you can't call time out just because you're losing at whatever we're doing. Exactly. You know, like you're playing, uh, God, what we were playing. Uh, it wasn't bloody Mary. Like the thing in the backyard where like you have to like find someone. It's not, it's like a, it's a different version of hide and seek basically like okay. tag and hide and seek. Okay. And you find, I found, I can't, I remember finding one of them and I was closing in for the tag and like, wait, time out, time out. And they like turn the shoulder, like time out, wait, wait. And I'm like, you can't fucking do that. Yeah. You can't call time out when I'm about to tag you. Yeah. That's not That's a thing. That's how this works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but same, you put them in that, in the situation of a wrestling, a wrestling match or something like that. Yeah. The minute you're uncomfortable, the minute you're losing, 
I am going to call timeout. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Exactly. It's not how this goes. Yeah, and there's times, too, where, you know, people have to consider intent. You know, because I watched another one where these kids were also wrestling, and the kid was going to do a move, like, right as the whistle blew mm -hmm. and knock the kid over. <clears throat> like, or I, it was something, it was very similar to that. Like, the kid was, like, kind of getting up and almost like, I can't do this anymore or something, and the kid shot on him. Yeah. And then the whistle blew, and the kid just... <laughs> It's just wow! Like just everyone's like, what the hell? The kid, right, right. The, the kid that did the move was like, God, I'm like, what? I I was in the middle of yeah wrestling. I was, I was in motion. I was doing my happened. job yeah. as a wrestler. I was right. wrestling. Like I don't know what you you know. People are losing their fucking minds right. over it. And I'm like, my viewing of that, I'm like, the kid's just doing what he's doing. Right, right, right. And people were pissed off because they're like, call the call the call the match fair ref. And then then that happened. They're like, he's yeah. trying to hurt the kids. Right. It's like He's trying to hurt the kids. It's like, oh my god, we're you know? outraged. Yeah, and and that's where that stuff. I just, you know, I saw it when uh, part of the things we did when we were in wrestling is we uh, volunteered for the what they called kids club wrestling. Yeah, uh, so it was basically kids twelve and under, and we would help uh, work uh, the the scoreboards and and help. You know, we wouldn't ref matches, but we would help in doing all that sort of yeah. stuff, scorekeeping and everything. And I remember there'd be these six year olds. That'd be going out there, and they go, ready, go. And they're just, like, dancing around, like, with their hands out, like, you know, doing this stuff, like, hand fighting with, with each other. slapping each other. And they were, but they would be smiling. And then one of them would do a move and, like, you know, get the kid down. And then, of course, there would be crying. But the thing that really upset me to this day were, like, the coaches slash parents on the side. Yeah. That were, like, on all fours. Yeah. Not on, like, a table. <clears throat> and they'd be like, go! Put him in the foundation! Half Nelson, drive it, drive it, drive it, sprawl, sprawl, sprawl. And then red in the face, right. just screaming, like, just like, I'm like, you're just like, they're these six. Fucking, these six years are hate. They're having fun out there. They're six. Right. Like, relax. Right. That the, relax. That's the thing I don't fucking get, man. Especially, especially with sports where there's not a future in it. Yeah. Like if it's if it's if you're playing high school, like senior level high school football, collegiate football, basketball, baseball, any of the big ones where like you could potentially go on to the pros, you know. Yeah. Sure, there there's an intensity level that you need to bring, especially if that's something that you're considering. Yeah. But when you're fucking six, when you're in junior high, when you're in high school, even re fucking lax, yeah. especially when it's a sport where you're not going anywhere. Of course, it's just a it's a game you're playing. Yeah, it's something to do so you don't have to sit around awkwardly and have conversations with each other. Yeah, you get to go to this other thing and everyone watches this happen. I think that's a really good point. Like, there's a point in time where you have to understand what intensity means and what the competitive spirit yeah, is. Yeah, sure. It's not when you're six. Right. And that's one of the things where my parents would not let me do any sort of club sports until I got to essentially right. junior high that were sanctioned by the school. Right. Because my dad was like, some dumbass is going to be out there, your coach, and he might ruin the whole experience for you. Right, exactly. And he's like, and I don't want that to happen. I didn't understand it at the time, but I was like, and I, I wasn't too beat up over it, but I remember my friends like that were playing fifth and sixth grade football. Sure, yeah. I wanted to go out for soccer when I was in third grade. I was crazy about soccer yeah. for a, a small amount of time. My parents were like, they saw, who the, they saw who the, the, the coach was, and they're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You were not doing that. Not that guy. You are not doing yeah. that. You can wait. Yeah. And because it, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, to a certain extent, you know, I understand the idea of every kid gets a, cho a trophy in yeah. that regard because at that age, who gives a fuck? Right. You know what I mean? But also on the other end, they also need to learn how to lose. Yeah, that's true too. You yeah. know, it's like they yeah. have to learn because, I mean, it's six, like, and that's what's kind of interesting about something like wrestling at that age is 
there's a def- the definite winner and loser. You sure, know, like yeah. Someone pinned the other person. Right. Or whatever. And there's obviously a definite winner and loser in basketball and things like that, too. But And know, golf. And fucking golf. Uh, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where I just I, – I wish the mentality was a little bit different because, the, I again, I understand the aspect of like, oh, we don't keep score because there doesn't need to be a winner and a right. loser. I'm like, to a certain extent, I understand that because at that age, who fucking cares, you know? Right. Who who cares? Like, it's th- not they, again. It's not going to make or break any anything for this child yeah. moving forward. It's not a. They're not going to miss out on an opportunity. It's not going to be life or death. They're not missing a, a sponsorship deal with someone. Like yeah, you're not missing a scholarship. Like relax. Yeah, we fucking relax. And you know, and something too is like if your kid is showing signs of like being exceptionally good, like that's definitely great. Foster that. If they're interested, in right. my opinion, like definitely foster that, but keep it also, you know, keep it realistic. You know where you never saw that? Where's that? Was in band. <laughs> uh, I was never, I was, I look, I was in marching band all four years of high school and, and my two years of junior high. I was in the, the regular symphonic band and mm-hmm. then the marching band. And never once, never once did were we sitting in a concert and <laughs> a parent was just like, you stepped on my daughter's solo! Kill him! Like, never! I do know there was some competitive uh, nature over who's first chair. Yeah, well, here's the thing. When it comes to the first and the second chair, yes. Every subsequent <laughs> chair goes, eh, as long as I'm not last year. And even me, I was like, they put me at last year. That just means I can... I can do the fingerings, yeah. and I don't have to actually know it or play because <laughs> everyone else has got this. Yeah, that's how I was in marching bands. Like, yeah, because <laughs> like they're they're absolutely the nerds that get into it, but nowhere near what it looks like in the in the fucking in the sports world. Sure, like it's funny you mentioned because like the marching band thing. Um, I was I played football, so I couldn't do marching band. Sure. Um, so band practice is always really weird for me because like. I don't know, like these kids all, were all doing their formations and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. like I wouldn't do it because there's like no point. So like we, I would basically get a study hall right. for that, which I wasn't. I was like, man, I kind of did want to do that. But the thing is, you'd also test out your chairs based on the marching band music, okay? Which everyone memorized. I didn't ah, because I didn't have to. Right, right, right. And also, when we would actually go marching and do the marching band contests, I would just fake it because I'm like I don't know this part right they're like, right. They're like you can't have your music and I'm like uh oh um okay right so I would just try cool just bury me somewhere in the middle yeah. That, yeah. some of it I knew and then some yeah. of it I'd be like all of a sudden that trumpet kind of didn't sound very good anymore it's like because I'm not playing because <laughs> you didn't hear no sound or it's always so funny too because it's like first trumpet's always the one that plays the highest they play the highest right. notes um, and the and like, the most and the most technical like the the yeah. the fastest and the and the highest yeah and it's funny because um, then everything else that was like second and third like like they were always the shitty people it was it was the you would lay the baseline down for exactly. everyone else was going but it was funny too because at one point our our band director was like you know really good places will take first chair second chair and third chair and make them first part second part third part sure yeah so that you have that strength and all that sort of stuff but also at that same level it's like you're gonna put the the technically Great people on ba 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 ba. You know, no, right, yeah. 
you know, like because yeah, because yeah, I think we had in ours we had three, we had the first section, the second yeah. section, and the third section. Then within those sections, you had first chair, second chair, third, and maybe fourth chair. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, they would do like the strongest three as the lead of each section. Oh, but I'm just like, why are you putting this person in the ones that are going ba 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 ba? This person definitely wants to be third chair, first section. Yeah, because. We suck. Yeah. Like, uh, you knew who it was too. The people in the third, the third. Se- I think one time I made it up into second, and I was like, oh, "I shouldn't be here. <laughs> I am out of my element." I laugh because, like in junior high, like I was, I was like, I would compete with uh, my good friend Mandy. We'd go back and forth on first chair, yeah, for trumpet. And then once I got to high school, I was just like, I just didn't. I don't, I don't want to say I didn't care as much, but I, I, it was definitely I was in an environment where I'm like, you all are taking this too seriously. Like, I just just like... It was the people who, who either were very serious about it or knew they wanted to do music as a career. Like, they had made the decision that this yeah. was something they were going to do. Because there was definitely people that got music scholarships yeah, to Truman State yeah. University and stuff like that. And rightfully so. They were fantastic yeah. at what they did. And... Um, for me, I just enjoyed playing the music. Sure, I enjoyed yeah. doing that sort of stuff. And I was, I like, was in it for the camaraderie. To be honest, yeah. I sucked at sports, mm-hmm. so that was out. Yeah. So the only thing I could do was music. Yeah. To to be part of like a team. That yeah. that's really what I was in it for. Yeah. I also I just, never practiced. I wasn't a big fan of the music director was fine, but I, he definitely like played favorites and probably rightfully so. Sure. Yeah. You know, I guess it's no different than a coach <clears throat> who's got like a couple of star players. You right. really want to connect with them as opposed to the guys who are like, well. Well, Tubby, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm glad you're here participating, but there's nothing we can do with you. Right. You know? So, like, for example, my, like, to that end, the people who would, like, book the private practice rooms and they'd be in there on their off hours and this and that, myself and two of the other third section trumpets decided that over our spring break, we were going to put a, a thing of milk, like, of chocolate milk in the, um, we are going to put a thing of ch- can't even get this out. The thing of chocolate milk in the lockers. So you know, so we had giant, giant uh-huh. cabinets where you could fit like three or four larger instruments uh-huh. or a bunch of smaller ones. So we would keep them at school during the you know. So we would so we put something behind one of the trumpet cases, and it was there still when we got back oh, from. Oh God! So he this 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 dumbass that he is, uh, and I I loved him to death in high school, um, but he was a dumbass. He was, he's like, it's still there, Justin, it's still there. He goes, and he, he would hit, he hit it with a trumpet case. He's like, it's not breaking. I'm like, good, throw it away. Cool, our experiment worked. No one threw it out. Now let's throw it away. He's like, no, 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 wait, hit it again. And he hit it three or four times until finally the thing exploded all over this cabinet, all over the trumpet cases got on him. And it was the most rancid, oh, week-long God. chocolate milk smell. Oh. So it makes sense that the director would not want to, or the conductor <laughs> would not want to connect with this person. Sure. Who he's like, this person should probably have a helmet on when they leave the house. <laughs> As opposed to my people who are booking you know, concert rooms and, oh, and, and practicing. That, <laughs> that was the difference between uh, yeah, the people who took it seriously in our school and the and me and and uh, my friends. Yeah, I ugh, that is awful. It was gross, but it was so funny because I was like, "You're dumb as fuck," and I love it. It's so funny though because at my school you either got to take band or you got to take home ec and shop. 
Like Interesting. Those okay, were yeah. The, those were the because t- if you take band, you don't have to take those other ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and I had been doing band since you know, uh, what was it seventh grade? Yeah. So that's about yeah. So at that point, in time, you, I you was started like, with trumpet then. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I have no intention of doing shop. Like that, had, I had no interest in that at all. And home ec, which is funny, because does that class even exist nowadays? I honestly don't know. Like, and, is that? And what a what a great way of like sort of spinning what that class is home economics right really is it yeah oh welcome to home economics because if you really i've never mm. really considered the the true like what what they're saying in that class and it it is it's just basically here's how to be a homemaker what (laughs) i'm surprised they didn't call it ladies (laughs) this called ladies yeah ladies (laughs) um but it's but when you think about that obviously i never took it but it's a very good class you learn how to cook you learn how to sew. Yeah. You learn how to do like a lot of really important stuff. And I just remember I was like, oh, Mac, get out of here. But when I think about that, there's a lot of people that don't get exposed to that. No. And if I if I could go back and take a home ec slash shop class, yeah. because I know where our shop was yeah. in our building. Yeah. And I never went into that <laughs> wing. I was just, it wasn't, it wasn't in my purview. Yeah. But if I could go back, like 34-year-old Justin go, would, would walk up and go, look, <laughs> This is really going to help you down the road. You're going to want to know some of the shit that they're teaching in both of these classes. Yeah. So fucking take it. I don't give a shit what your friends say. Take it, yeah. and you will be ahead of your friends down the road. Because I would love to know some of the stuff they taught in shop, and I would love to know some of the stuff they taught in home ec. Shop, not so much. See, I For me, yes. Yeah. Just because there's been plenty of times where there are things that I know they would have covered in that that I, yeah. that I could have used. 35-year-old Doug would go back to you know Doug that's in band and be like, look, dude. <sighs> about 20 some years from now you're gonna have a really good friend who's gonna want to try and build a, a table and you're not gonna have the skills or <laughs> really the passion to do it so enjoy band and then just take off <laughs> when that time comes remember to say no to him <laughs> remember I, I don't have to tell you this you're just not gonna want to do it right okay see it bud Boo! Boo! that's the <laughs> only thing i do younger you's just like well, that was disappointing that was weird i'm bald when i grow up you know oh fuck <laughs> oh man he does look a little bit thinner in the face though <laughs> About twelve pounds thinner 12 than I thought he thinner. would. Than I thought he would be. I wonder if he's on the ketogenic diet. Wow, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I pulled that around. Absolutely. But yeah. you make a good point. Like with band, it can definitely be competitive, but it's competitive behind doors. I think with parents, like no one's like right. calling out, "Oh, there's that kid who's sucking the director's dick and gets the first chair." Jesus Christ! No. You know? At least not not that I had seen. Like I know my. <laughs> I haven't seen any dick sucking. My, I didn't walk into any dick sucking in that <laughs> classroom. No, but my like my my mom was never. I, I I don't ever remember her going. Oh, he always gets preferential treatment in band. Yeah. Like you, you should get. Like it was just. Oh, cool! You're going to band. We'll be at the concert tomorrow night. Like it was. It was just a thing. It was never. They were nice. Be like, yeah, we'll be there. And we'll be like, fuck. Oh God, I can't even imagine how terrible it was. And they bought every single. We would put out albums. Every we, had, we we would record it, and then as a fundraiser for band, you could buy the Christmas album that we did. So they would record the concert. Oh. I had at one point. My mom probably still has them. I know I got rid of my copies that that I oh man carried around with me for all of college. You know, like it was one of those things that just kept, yeah. kept hopping apartment to apartment. Oh. And when we moved into our newest place, I was just like, "Why the fuck do I still have these?" And I got rid of them. Shit. But man, I God bless her. She bought every single album that was that was put out, every single one. And I can't imagine how bad they were. I just remember my parents many years later saying, uh, "Yeah, those junior high ones were really tough." They were really tough for us to get through. And I'm like, if I look back, I'm like, yeah, no shit. They were 
probably awful. Like just the rudimentary stuff that we were covering. Uh, none of us were very good. Yeah, and it was probably just like da 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 da. Oh my god! But high school got more interesting in some of the stuff that we did. Like yeah. Just you know, we I remember we were playing the Braveheart soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we played some Batman stuff at one point in time. Like yeah. we played some pretty cool. Like I was like, oh, this is really our awesome. pep band in high school was phenomenal. I loved our pep band. I loved if, it. If one thing that is <laughs> the one like where the audience gets mad at yeah. at, at or, or if someone got mad at someone in the stands, yeah. we got at one point we actually had the other. We, we were so loud and disruptive that the Chicago Tribune ah. wrote. I think it was the I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was the Tribune. Uh, got we we got written up in the Tribune about how disruptive we had been to the other team. And there was a quote from their coach and this and that. And we were we were nicknamed the pit uh, because it was just, we were miserable. Yeah. We were the, the Schomburg Saxon super fans. Uh-huh. And uh, I still have a t-shirt that has the write-up because uh, as a point of pride, we went, fuck yeah. <laughs> so someone took the article and made shirts oh my God. With, with like the blurb on the back of the shirt and Oh we, my God. They sold them for, again, like a fundraiser or Jesus. something. I still have that. But that was the only time I was part of something where they were just like, you, you guys are need to get the fuck out. <laughs> that disruptive. Like, what would you guys do? Oh, my God. When someone was shooting a free throw, it was nonstop heckling. Like, <laughs> we would not shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. Um, like, someone would try to make a shot, and you would just hear a horn go, boop. <laughs> Right in the middle of something, what? the drum line would just like try to get Dude, all their. Dude, that's so like it was illegal. Just, it like, was so disruptive. We oh were terrible, God. and we <laughs> and we were we would just shout. I mean, it was we would never shut up. Oh it was God. nonstop from the moment we got in to the moment we left. It was just nonstop go. Oh my God! That's the other insane. team had to have hated us. Of course. Yeah. That's oh my God. We thought it was hysterical. I'm sure you yeah. did. I remember uh, they would the pet band would play things like Mighty Mighty Bostones, which yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what? They play Real Big Fish. Yeah, we uh, some of like, our stuff was amazing. I yeah. was like, holy shit, these are cool songs. Yeah. What are you guys doing playing them? Or of course the final countdown, dude. They would play that song all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I was just always like, even then I was like, enough, <laughs> enough already. We're good, guys. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't need to hear Final Countdown anymore. Yeah. Never, I never saw the parents get pissed off in gymnastics either. <laughs> of course. That's weird to me that you guys had gymnastics. I didn't. Uh, is it even weirder that I was on the team? No, it's not. <laughs> it makes sense somehow. <laughs> no, it's you, you're a gymnast at heart. I'm a gymnast at heart. I yes. like to hear this. Yes. I'm very 100%. proud to be a gymnast at yes, heart. Yeah. you are a gymnast at heart. That makes me very happy. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I As I as I as we kind of talk about this stuff and I think more about it, I'm, just, I'm nervous because um, I don't want... My, I'm pretty. I'm pretty passive when it comes to that sort of stuff. Sure, but sure. I'm also afraid that I'm going to say something. So you think you might? Get, I think Jill's going to say something over. too. Dude, Jill. Here's the thing. I love Jill with all my heart. <laughs> Jill will absolutely. Jill has never been one to not be vocal about something that she's not happy There's with. There's one lesson that I think all of Jill's sisters took from growing up. And it's <laughs> it's uh, don't let people walk on all over you and stand up for yourself. She's got that in she's spades. Good. <laughs> She's got that in spades. Uh, don't mess with Jill. Yeah, uh, and and it's one of those things where it's it's going to be tough for me because practical Doug is going to be clawing at the inside of my my skull. Yeah, 
being like, that law doesn't make sense. I can't, but I should, but I can't. Yeah, and yeah. Harmony Dog is going to be like, okay, well, the, you know. You <laughs> trying know, to trying rectify to, it. Trying yeah. to rectify everything. And it's it's just going to be one of those things where I think I'm going to be my dad and I'm just going to be a hermit and try to get away from everyone else. And yeah. Like, I just want to watch the game. Yeah. I don't want to hear these parents, especially when they're kids. And even like high school when it gets more competitive and stuff like that, I get it. You know, and I understand it, but I'm just like, guys, at the end of the day, like, who fucking cares? Right. Like, let's, right. can, we, can we enjoy this for what it is? Right, right, right. Can we enjoy it for kids playing and just doing the best that they can. And, and you know, like, I don't know. It's, it'll be, it'll be weird. Have I you, can't, here's the thing. Can I just come to some of those games just to watch? You're welcome. Or can I be like the weird, like, Uncle Justin who always comes and like, always just, yells at the refs he has no idea what sports are but he just yells at the refs for some reason we'll be at a basketball game and the opposing team will be shooting a free throw and justin will bring his trumpet and go burp, burp. <laughs> i'm like justin what are you doing <laughs> check out the shirt man we're the worst <laughs> just pull out my old high school shirt for some reason like you get so in, into it like people know who you are they're like mr Stranlin, you know we, we we have to frisk you before you come in here you're like i don't got a trumpet on me and which would they don't know you're you. not uh, you're not gonna find where I'm hiding my trumpet. <laughs> the thing is, like, you've gone to great lengths to hide it in the in the facilities. It's disassembled. I have it. I have it on me, but it's all disassembled. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, a janitor comes in early in the day, and you're unscrewing a vent <laughs> and pulling it out. He's like, "What are you doing?" You're like, "My mom, my mom, up here." here. <laughs> you knew exactly where I was going with that. <laughs> I just start playing the final countdown. <laughs> Doug's got his head in his hands, like, going, "Fuck! Damn it. Why are we doing this?" Damn it. Natalie's like, Uncle Justin, why? And you're like, because I love you, but I love doing this more than anything. Because this makes me feel alive. <laughs> Burp. <laughs> the, I love that. The a lot of people live the glory days doing other things. Justin's just like, I brought my trumpet to a high school basketball game. Burp. <laughs> the, the one place that I think it's, it's completely acceptable to... <laughs> to shout from the stands and to question what the referees are doing and to really get, like, just riled up. And to know that, to uh, challenge the referee to a fight in the parking lot. Absolutely. The throwdown! Da-da-da! Da-da-da-da-da! Yeah, this would be the one place where you absolutely could challenge the refs to a throwdown in the parking lot. This is where it makes sense. And it would be okay. 100%. I had this thought earlier today. I came up with one of the the members of this throwdown. Okay. um, And I was trying to figure out who they could go up against. But for some reason, like, it just popped into my head. And I was like, oh, that would be a fun one to do. So this one is going to be Roland... Mm-hmm. From Roland Deschain. All right. Deschain, Dachshin. Deschain. Deschain. Mm-hmm. Roland Deschain. Not Andy Dufresne, but mm-hmm. Roland Deschain. Uh, versus Deadshot. Ooh. I like this. We haven't gone back to, like, fictional characters in a while. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Because initially I had him up against the Punisher, and I thought, nah, it's too different. It, it's he'd kill the completely Punisher. too different. Oh, you think so? He'd kill the Punisher. Interesting. Okay. No doubt. No hand. Okay. It, he'd be dead. The one thing Deadshot has going for him is like he is he's known to snipe. Yes. So he never misses. He's shot. He has grazed the skull of the Enchantress, um, just be, d- because it's it's the only way to take her down non lethally. Um, he's yeah. I mean, he's he never misses his shot. I think the only one he's missed is Batman. Batman's oh, is that okay? One. Yeah, Batman's the only one that is either caused him to miss or something like that. So okay. that's why he has uh, something out against Batman. Interesting. Did not that. know this. Okay. Yeah. So 
He's got incredible aim in that regard, but so does Roland. But Roland has revolvers. So if yes. Deadshot um, has a sniper rifle, I have a feeling that Roland... But you don't think Roland could do the same thing at the same distance with a revolver? Because isn't, isn't that kind of his bag? Yeah, but I mean, how far are we talking here? Well, I don't know. That's a good point. Because, I mean, you know, Deadshot's shot people from, like, you know, space. So it's one of those things where... With Roland, Roland is. Wait, Deadshot has shot people from space. I was just making exaggeration. Oh. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. You know about sat this. there like mulling that over and like, wait, what? Huh? He How? shot him from the the space station. He was like, fire. Got it. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So he uh, was on Earth, and he's just like, <laughs> and then he walks away, and a couple hours later, you just the <laughs> someone, space station explodes. Someone <laughs> in the space station is like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Depressurized. Yeah. It's, all, it's just a mess. Yeah. Um, so if, well, based off of this article here, um, he says vast array of weapons, most notably his sniper rifle and twin machine guns mounted on each arm. Yes. So I would say, let's take the sniper rifle out of the equation. Fair enough. And let's give the, the twin mounted machine guns and Roland has his two revolvers. revolvers. Yeah. Uh, I think I Which would, Roland kind of wields as machine guns the way that he, the speed with which he can. Well, that's the thing is like, I feel like Roland would, would be able to. If the two of them were to draw, sure, Roland would beat him. Hands down, yes. Hands down. And I think in a situation like Roland's reflexes are so highly tuned. True, true, And everything true. like that, that in, in, countless times in the different books uh, and graphic novels, it's spoken about like Roland was never known as like the smartest or the most <clears throat> tactical. Right. But he was always the fastest. Right. Like he is like super aggressive, but he is, he is – his ability to shoot and be quick is is almost superhuman. Second to none, yeah. Yeah, so I would say in that sort of situation, if Roland... I would say even if Deadshot and Roland were on neutral neutral ground, like they both see each other at the same time, and like Roland would be able to outdraw and kill him. Even I would even say, I mean, based off what you're saying, even if, if Deadshot had seen him first by half a second, I feel like Roland, based off of that speed... Sounds like Roland could probably make up the time. Exactly. And spin around and have The him. only thing I see with Roland losing is if, obviously, Deadshot has ambushes him. Right, And exactly. Roland is unsuspecting or something exactly. like that. He you know, he would absolutely lose. But I, th- I feel like that gives Roland a significant advantage because either neutral or anything in, 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 in Roland's favor, I think Roland beats Deadshot. Yeah, so, but, so if they're dropped into a factory setting, mm-hmm. they're both dropped in – or they're both told – all right, show up at this time. And they both show up at the, that time. No one sets anything up prior. Mm-hmm. And they both get into the factory, and they're hunting each other. Yeah. In that scenario. Mm, I might give a little bit of an edge to Deadshot in that sort of situation. Because, again. He thinks you, he's more of a tactician? Roland is not as technical or as tactical. Okay. Um, he definitely does a decent job in a lot of situations. I mean, he's you know there's evidence where he's tricked people in battle maneuvers and yeah. things like that. Um, I know in, uh, uh, what is it, Wizard in Glass, also the the graphic novel that I let you borrow, mm-hmm. he tricks mm-hmm. a whole army into basically charging a canyon right. uh, where they <clears throat> basically get consumed by something called the Thinny. Um, so he does have some tactical knowledge in that regard, but I think he also got those ideas from his his quartet, okay. his group of folks. Like I think they helped him craft that. I don't think that was entirely his idea. Can he shoot around things similar to like the Wanted universe? No, but I mean... He can do some pretty amazing things, but I don't want to reference the fucking movie. The movie was depressing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's he's definitely, I would say, I don't think he can bend bullets or anything like that. Okay. So, um, 
Deadshot seems to be more of an assassin in that sort of regard, so I give yeah. him a slight edge if it was like they were they were hunting each other. But also, Roland's are pretty good at hunting people in that sort of regard. That's true. Yeah. So I might call it a wash in that sort of regard as far as who has the advantage over each other. Therefore, if it's neutral, I'm going to give it to Roland. Okay. In that regard, so I can if, absolutely if, hear if that. If anything, yeah. if anything comes into a neutral state, I think I give Roland the advantage. I can absolutely hear that. Yeah. Because he's slaughtered just tons of people like. On a whim. At yeah. one point in time, an entire town, like 75 people attack him and he kills them all with with his two <laughs> six shooters. Right. So I feel right there like that says a whole shitload. Like yeah. with two six shooters, he destroyed a town. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that's a situation where you got people who don't have guns. Right. Who are attacking him and they're all rushing him, which is an ex- insane amount of people rushing you at the same time. So it's but it's not the same thing as him stalking someone in a factory. Right. 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 Who also has a firearm, who's also incredibly accurate. Right. And stuff Who like has that. been trained to do this? Exactly. But so. if you ran the simulation an even number of times, you think that Roland would come out on top? I thought like Roland by would come hair. out on top. Yeah. yeah, his his demeanor, he's not scared. Like he's right. Yeah, completely. Yeah, he's completely fearless. Yeah, he's one hundred percent determined. And especially if this guy was standing in the way between him and the Dark Tower, he would find a way to destroy him. Yes, yeah. that's his pure motivation is to get to the Dark Tower. So fair enough. So yeah. Deadshot, don't stand in the way yeah. of rolling it into the Dark Tower. Goddamn right. Rolling for the win! Rolling for the win! Woo! That was a really good one, man. Thank you. That was that was fun. Ta- I was like, Ta-da! Ta-dow! Ta-dow! Ka-ta-pow! What that was. Thanks for listening, gang. Justin, do you have anything you want to shout out or promote? I'm sure I do. Just turn to me and that's the end of it. I finished the series Dark. Finally. On Netflix. I, yeah, I had to stop once I found out that Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood was uh, back on Netflix. I'm like, pause while I spent uh, all this uh, time. Yeah. Uh, and I finished it uh, this past week. It was it was a good show. I, I recommend a watch uh, just as a heads up. Um, it There's definitely going to be a season two. So, unfortunately, don't look for any resolutions. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. The end of it. Fair which, enough. I figured out as I was watching the last episode, and I'm like, there's only 15 minutes left. There's no way this is getting resolved right, exactly. in 15 minutes. Um, so It it's, sucks when you can always pick that out. It's, being descri- it's been described as like a darker version of Stranger Things or a more adult version of Stranger Things, and I can kind of get behind that. Um, it's, it was good. It was definitely very intriguing. Um, I liked the music. The acting was really great. Um, <coughs> there's definitely a kind of a tonal shift that happens in the last couple episodes. Okay. Um, but it's 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 one of those things where I'm like I I definitely enjoyed the first season, but the way they wrap things up later on is also going to determine whether or not the series is good. Fair enough. Um, so it's it's definitely worth a watch. I'd yeah. say check it out. It's pretty cool. There's so many things I, I gotta watch. That altered carbon. I've been told I have to watch. There's been like there's just there's a, it feels feels like there's a lot I have to check out. The right altered now. carbon trailer looked very underwhelming to me, and I yeah. was like, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people who've, who've watched it who have keep yeah. keep pushing me to watch it. So okay, I might have to do this. I don't know. Bit. We'll see. I'm, I'm gonna at least watch. I'm gonna give it two two or three episodes because yeah. I know sometimes the first episode doesn't necessarily do what it needs to do. So yeah. we'll give it two or three and we'll see where I'm at with that. I will promote, uh, by the time this is out, they're going to be moving into week two, but the Chris mm. and Matt show, yes. uh, it's going to be open, opened on the 31st. Uh, and <clears throat> it runs the uh, 31st, 7th, 14th, the 21st. I don't know about the 28th. Definitely uh, most of the, the Saturdays in April at the DeMott Theater. Uh, Saturdays, check them out at the Second City. Yes, uh, those guys are great. We've had them on the show in the past. Lovely human beings, very funny guys. Go out and support them. 
They're good dudes. They absolutely. It. Absolutely. Also, as a quick follow-up, I did finish uh, Devilman Crybaby. Yes. Uh, guys, that's a weird fucking show. <laughs> uh, it's visually pretty impressive, but it's, uh, it's dark and uh, it's weird, man. When it ended, I'm like, okay, so that's what we're, that's what we're doing. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. I immediately like went online. I'm like, uh, can I just read up on this just to see? And people are like, yep, that's how it ended. I'm like, okay. Okay. That's done. A lot happens in the last episode. That's what I'll say. A lot happens. Right. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, people, people gave a lot of credit for being visually stunning. And it's, it's definitely a pretty unique visually. But pff, there's also a lot of like nudity and sex in it, which is also uncomfortable. I think. Yeah. Cartoon standpoint. Yeah. Uh, that cartoon. Also, again, sex. shout out to uh, the Elephant and Castle at 185 North Wabash, Chicago, Illinois, 60601. Uh, come by, check out their happy hour specials, 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. You've also got your daily specials, the one and done Monday, 10 up Tuesday, wind down Wednesday, goose down Thursday, and you fucking brunch bastards. Got your Saturday and Sunday, $5 mimosas and Bloody Marys. Check them out. They're great. They're good to us. They'll be great to you. Right. They also have a really good menu, too. Yes. So if you're stopping by to drink, grab some grub. Grab some the stuff at the old pub. Grab some grub at ye old pub. Yeah, bang on. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> go go get a draft, a bottle. A bottle. <laughs> you know, either way. <laughs> Whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. You can find MindGap on Facebook. Look for us there. And uh, you know what? Uh, tell us about some of your your stories with uh, uh, sports or whatever. Have you seen crazy parents? Were your parents crazy? Did they get thrown out? Odds are they were. Are you a crazy parent now? Odds are you are. Uh, let us know. What was it like? Uh, what do you think? Uh, post some of your favorite anecdotes. We'd love to hear about it. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Look for our page there. We're also on Twitter at MindGap Podcast. And we're also Instagram. on Instagram. I remember this time. We still mind. Ba- what's the what's at MindGap Podcast? At MindGap Podcast. I'm back. I'm back. On uh, Instagram, check us out there. And uh, Justin uh, has some sort of uh, personality that exists uh, digitally. Yes, on Instagram and Twitter, I am at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M I K E L. It's the fun way of spelling it. So follow me there, uh, and possibly I'll follow you back. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe not. I'll see how I feel. Probably though. Yeah. On uh, they said that already. Uh, while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, and Spotify. Spotify. You can subscribe to us, you can review us, and you can tell us how much you love us. And we'd love to hear that. Also, share us because we love to be spread around like a venereal disease mm, or a virus, which is a, could be a venereal. I'm gonna stop, drop, and roll. So check us out on those and uh, com slash mindgap and com slash the best bar podcast ever is the other podcast to do with Milos every Monday. And it's cool. Yeah, super cool. So thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, have a great week. And just know that there's two bearded bastards out here who care about you. Mind Gap Podcast.